been super keen to talk about Jack Bowes and what happened with that trade at the end of last year. Mm. But before we do, we've got a voice memo from Fergus. Wow. How could Gold Coast possibly have salary cap issues where they have to dump Bose to Geelong when Geelong have players like Hawkins and Dangerfield and all these established guys who should be getting paid right now in the later stages of their career and teams like Carlton that have Cripps and Chera and Williams and Saad and all these guys that are getting paid. Like, who's taking up Gold Coast money? Miller and Witts and, what, Anderson and Rowell and King in a few years? But apart from that, I just it doesn't make sense. Are you getting your own voice messages for, for your own segments? This is no, amazing. That came in on at Tradies Podcast. Okay. I'm, I'm off socials. You know this. So I'm sort of unaware of how they happen. So to tell the Jack Bow story, I want to go back to the start. Local kid out of Cairns moves to Gold Coast as a teenager to be part of their academy. Mm. Bleeds Gold Coast. Like he's one of the heart and soul you players. You were trying to think of what their colours yeah. were. <laughs> Red and yellow, but it didn't really, didn't really come off as well. Bleeds Gold Coast. <laughs> Taken in the top 10 in the 2016 draft, he was part of that group that got the initial four-year deals. Yes. So his contract starts at Gold Coast 2017. That deal runs up until 2020. Now, 27 games in his first two years, then mid-2019. So at this stage, he's still got 18 months to run on his initial contract. Mm. The Suns come to him and offer him a five-year deal until the end of 2024. Okay. He signs that heavily back-ended with what Gold Coast are doing. They've just brought in Lockie Weller. Brandon Ellis was coming. They needed to make room for him. Jack Lukosius, Ben King, Isaac Rankin, all around the same time. Now, to Fergus's question off the top and almost what we were talking about with Carlton at the top, they shouldn't have been in the mess they were, but they had to overpay players to keep them at the time. Yes. So a team that's not contending, pulling players out of their home environments to take them to Gold Coast. You always have to overspend. And that's why they found themselves in the list uh, situation they were. 2021 has a strong year, Bows, but he finds himself out of the side in 2022. And I think the murmuring start to come through his agent, Robbie DeRazio, from the list management team. And I think they can see the writing on the wall. Only played five games last year. Gets to his exit meeting, officially told, with two years left on your deal at around $1.6 million, we'd like you to look elsewhere and clear the books for us. You can be our sacrificial lamb. You're going to go and clear the books for us. Jack goes overseas, watches the grand final in Bali with his girlfriend. While all that's going on, his manager, Robbie DeRazio, is working the market. There'd been a call from Geelong earlier in the season from Andrew Mackey, just monitoring. And I think that played a bit of a role is to where Bose ends up initially. And they sort of had the inside running, given they'd shown quite a bit, bit of interest early. Hawks and Bombers were also in the conversation, given their cap room. So that they had to, you had to find a club that was willing to take on the $1.6 million over two years. The Saints rang, but my understanding is they didn't get a meeting or they couldn't sort of get in. It was down to Geelong, Hawthorne and Essendon, which set off a bidding war. Gold Coast realised that there wasn't going to be anyone taking on that $1.6 million over two years. It was a lot of money for a, for a fringe player at Gold Coast, who a lot of teams felt could be in their best 22 but they needed something else to incentivize it. That's where the pick seven was attached. And let's be honest, the, the top 10 picks to Gold Coast don't mean the same as what they do to other teams. No, but it's it's still, it's, it's just a hard thing to sell to your fans. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I, I think I in hindsight, what they should have done is, is split that pick seven for two picks in the late teens and then go on, go on to work Didn't with one of them. they try to do that? Potentially, not mm. to my knowledge. Mm. Sydney had two picks, I think 14 and 16 from memory. Yep. Now Jack gets back from overseas a couple of days after the grand final. In my view... Geelong was ahead at, at this time, but he still had to meet with Hawthorne and, and Essendon. Geelong booked a room at Crown on the afternoon of their best and fairest. So it's Thursday after the grand final. This is great stuff. At this stage. Me. In the room, Simon Lloyd, Steve Hocking, Andrew Mackey, Patrick Dangerfield, Tom Stewart, all in the room convincing this guy to come and play at your footy club. Yep. They've just won the flag. In a couple of hours, they're downstairs in the Palladium celebrating their premiership. So it's a pretty good selling point. Golf is a big factor in Jack Bowes' life. Yep. He plays almost as much as you. <laughs> Heaps. 
And my understanding is that was a big draw card initially in that meeting. As much about footy was everything off field and all those sorts of things. He's since played at Cathedral, which I know you, it's probably the, what is it, the best course in Victoria? Uh, it's it's the most exclusive golf club in the country. Okay. Started by David Evans, former chairman of Essendon. Yep. And built by Greg Norman, one of his close friends. So not many people can get on this. You've got your Sam McClure's. Now, Jack Bowes has got on there. <laughs> Jeremy Cameron recently. They play with a lot of the physio stuff. Now, anyway, Bowes meets with all the clubs, Hawthorne, Essendon, Geelong, over the next few weeks. Hawthorne had the best financial offer. Essendon offered the number five. Yeah, uh, James Hurd's James number. number, which now is worn by Elijah Sardis there. Yep. First round pick. But I think the Cats, given they got in early, the environment helped win the flag was, was a big factor in him. The other thing in all of this is Paddy Dangerfield, who was part of that meeting at Crown, but he's managed by the same management group, Connor Sports Management, as Jack. Now, he was pulling the levers here as much as anyone, working, knowing what he was capable of. And didn't he give Jack any, Jack's partner a personal tour of, of the Cattery? Of like, the Cattery, which was shown on the Show Me The Money that's documentary. Right, yep. He also toured Essendon and Hawthorne, but at the end of the day, even though there was probably more money left on the table by Hawthorne, he decided to go to Geelong. 1.6 owing over two years, was smoothed out over four, yep. and it's around $2.2 million, so it's it's averaging out around $5.50 yeah. over the four years. AFL had to tick this off. First time we've ever seen a player and a top 10 pick move to another club for nothing back or pick future second or third, whatever it was. So Mackie, Simon Murphy, who's one of the list analysts at Geelong and um, Simon Lloyd's 2IC in footy operations as part of this meeting. Wayne Campbell, Craig Cameron meet with Ned Guy and the AFL list management team to tick it off. And then Jack Bowes finds his way to Geelong. It's going to go down as one of the most intriguing deals ever yeah. for a player that we weren't that intrigued by. Yeah. Up until now, obviously. Yeah, and he's found his way. Got the calf injury oh, recently. He's yeah, found his no, way absolutely. Into I think, team. Yeah, I think he's going to be a good player. But just say yeah. at the time, if you hadn't fo- followed Gold Coast that closely, a yeah. lot of people were like, who? Just on this. So Dangerfield was pulling the levers here, speaking to Andrew Mackey and also speaking back to Paul Connors and, and Robbie Durazio at the other end. He's played a few different roles in the Geelong List Management team. He was part of the Josh Jenkins trade. Yes. And Luke Dalhouse, who is a cousin's cousin. So there's a link there between Dangerfield and Dalhouse. And... That was one of the first sort of moves under this current regime of Geelong in targeting the small forward, which was a which is a big uh, factor. So Danger is uh, of all the players in the comp, probably the most powerful quasi list manager. And just before we get off this, so Fergus is like one of the specific questions in that we've talked generically about the move. Is that yep. why why would a team like Gold Coast who aren't contending have such list issues still? And that's because of a lot of these deals that they had to do yeah. years ago yeah. to back end and keep these guys to stay. Right? Yeah. And traditionally, first-round picks, which they had a lot of, when they f- exit their initial two-year draft contracts, years three and four are worth around $350, $450, yep. and they had a lot of them to pay. So they're paying a lot of guys that $400,000 a season pretty early in their careers to play twos. And it's just the way it is, given you're trying to keep first-round picks on your list and you've got an abundance of them, and you've got to overpay players to keep them. Thank Whereas you for- Geelong, sorry, just finally, Geelong, yep. the environment, success, you don't have to pay as much. 